Blog Talk Radio. Hallow's Eve night and night hours radio where every day is Halloween. Join us now with your host, Miss X, to go back, back, far back to another Halloween night in New England with a headless horseman. Ichabod Crane in a little town called Sleepy Hollow. In the legend of Sleepy Hollow. The night grew darker and darker. The stars seemed to sink deeper in the sky. Ichabod had never felt so lonely and dismal. He had never felt so lonely and dismal. He was, moreover, approaching the very place where many of the scenes of the ghost stories had been laid. Oh, he was coming home from a nice Halloween party. As Ichabod approached this fearful tree, he began to whistle. He thought his whistle was answered. It was but a blast sweeping sharply through the dry branches. As he approached a little nearer, he thought he saw something white hanging in the midst of the tree. But on looking more narrowly, perceived that it was a place where the tree had been scathed by lightning and the white wood laid bare. Suddenly, he heard a groan. His teeth chattered. Oh, it's dark here under this hollow night sky. His knees smote against the saddle. Ah, Ichabod, whose fears increased with the delay, jerked the reins on the other side and kicked lustily with the contrary foot. His steed started, it is true, but it was only to plunge to the opposite side of the road into a thicket of brambles and alder bushes. The hair of the affrighted pedagogue rose upon his head with terror. In the dark shadow of the grove, he beheld something huge, misshapen, black, and towering, like some gigantic monster ready to spring upon the traveler. What was to be done? To turn and fly was now too late. And besides, what chance was there of escaping ghost or goblin? which could ride upon the wings of the wind. And he demanded in stammering accents, Who are you? Who are you? He received no reply. He repeated his demand in a still more agitated voice. Still, but still, there was no answer. Though the night was dark and dismal, yet the form of the unknown might now in some degree be ascertained. He appeared to be a horseman, 
large dimensions and mounted on a black horse of powerful frame. Ichabod, who had no relish for his strange midnight companion and bethought himself of the adventure of Brom Bones with the galloping Hessian, now quickened his steed in hopes of leaving him behind. But the other did the same. His heart began to sink within him. He endeavored to resume his psalm tune, but his parched tongue clove to the roof of his mouth. Stand outside at night now during the reading of Under the Dark Halloween Night Sky, as we do every year for the eighth year in a row. <gasps> there was something in the moody and dogged silence of this pretentious companion that was mysterious and appalling. It was soon fearfully accounted for was carried before him on the pommel of the saddle. His terror rose to desperation. He rained a shower of kicks and blows upon Gunpowder, hoping by a sudden movement to give his companion the slip. But the specter started full jump with him. Away then they dashed through thick and thin stones flying they had now reached the road which turns off to Sleepy Hollow, but Gunpowder, who seemed possessed with the demon, instead of keeping up, made an opposite turn and plunged headlong downhill to the left. This road leads to a sandy hollow shaded by trees where it crosses the bridge famous and goblin story, and just beyond swells the green knoll on which stands the whitewashed church. As yet, the panic of the steed had given his unskillful rider an apparent advantage in the chase, but just as he had gone halfway through the hollow, the girth of the saddle gave way. For a moment, the terror of Hans von Ripper's wrath passed across his mind, but this was no time for petty fears. The goblin was hard on his haunches and unskilled rider that he was. He had much ado to maintain his seat, sometimes slipping on one side. An opening in the trees now cheered him with the hope that the church bridge was at hand. The wavering reflection of a silver star in the bosom of the brook told him that he was not mistaken. He saw the walls of the church dimly glaring under the trees beyond. He recollected the place where Brombone's ghostly competitor had disappeared. <sighs> disappeared. If I can but reach the bridge, Ichabod thought. I am safe. Just then he heard the black steed panting and blowing close behind him. He even fancied that he felt his hot breath. Just then, in a flash of thought, just then he saw the goblin rising in his stirrups and in the very act of hurling his head at him. Ichabod endeavored to dodge the horrible missile, but too late. He tumbled headlong into the dust. And the goblin rider 
by like a whirlwind. The next morning, the old horse was found without his saddle, the bridle under his feet, soberly cropping the grass at his master's gate. Ichabod did not make his appearance at breakfast. Dinner hour came, but no Ichabod. The boys assembled at the schoolhouse and strolled idly about the banks of the brook. But no schoolmaster. Hans von Ripper now began to feel some uneasiness about the fate of poor Ichabod and his saddle. In one part of the road leading to the church was found the saddle, trampled in the dirt. The tracks of horses' hooves deeply dented in the road, and evidently at furious speed, traced the bridge beyond which, on the bank of a broad part of the brook, where the water ran deep, was upon the hat of the unfortunate Ichabod, and close beside it, a shattered pumpkin. As to the books and furniture of the schoolhouse, they belonged to the community, excepting some, including a book of dreams and fortune-telling, in which last was a sheet of fool's cap, much scribbled and blotted, in several fruitless attempts to make a copy of verses in honor of the heiress of Von Tassel. These magic books and the poetic scrawl were forthwith consigned to the flames by Hans von Ripper. The mysterious event caused much speculation at the church on the following Sunday. Knots of gazers and gossips were collected in the churchyard, at the bridge, and at the spot where the hat and pumpkin had been found. Stories of poor, of bones, and a whole budget of others were called to mind. But they shook their heads and came to the conclusion that Ichabod had been carried off by the galloping Hessian. It is true, now an old farmer who had been down to New York on a visit several years after, and from whom this account of the ghostly adventure was received, brought home the intelligence that Ichabod Crane was still alive, that he had left the neighborhood partly through fear of the goblin and Hans von Ritter, and partly in mortification at having been suddenly dismissed by the heiress, that he had changed his quarters to a distant part of the country had kept school and studied law at the same time. Brom Bones, too, who, shortly after his arrival's disappearance, conducted the blooming Katrina in triumph to the altar, was observed to look exceedingly knowing whenever the story of Ichabod was related, had always burst into a hearty laugh at the mention of the pumpkin. <laughs> which led some to suspect that he knew more about the matter than he chose to tell. The old country wives, however, 
maintain to this day that Ichabod was spirited away by supernatural means. And it is a favorite story often told about the neighborhood round the winter evening fire. The bridge became more than ever an object of superstitious awe, and that may be the reason why the road has been altered of late years, so as to approach the church by the border of the Millipond. The schoolhouse being deserted soon fell to decay, and was reported to be haunted by the ghost of the unfortunate pedagogue, and the plowboy loitering homeward of a Still summer evening has often fancied his voice at a distance, chanting a melancholy psalm. Psalm to the tranquil solitudes of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> and for the eighth annual legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving, as presented with some little added effects and some omitted by Miss X on this Hallow's Eve night.